Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mummy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and I'm with the maggots now. Oh, I'm Daddy. My name is Josh. I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and a titty sucking parasite. <laughs> We're parents to a seven-year-old named Wu and a five-year-old named Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDeadyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you're listening. We love to read them, and they help other creeps like you find the show. Hi. Hi. Hi, creeps. Hi. Hello, Carol. Welcome to spring. And? A happy Mother's Day to you, if I do declare. (laughs) Oh, happy. You teed it up, and I hit it out of the baseball park. Happy Mummy's Day to me. Mm. Mm. And to all the other mummies out there, or mummy figures, mummy... Sarcophagi. (laughs) Guys. Marauders. <laughs> yeah. All the marauders out there. Um, we wish you a day of celebration. Yes. I hope you're pampered <laughs> or left to your own devices, whichever is your pleasure. Yes. A special Mummy's Day movie for us this week. Yeah. That we enjoyed well before Mummy's Day. Oh, we yeah. did. We oh, did. Yeah. On the eve of Mummy's Day, how are you, Mummy? I've been good. I've been very good, very busy. Working, momming it, mummying in it, hardcore. Yeah. We're doing, there's spring festivals. There's all sorts of stuff. There's open houses. It's like teacher appreciations going on, you know? That's it's true. kind of like a, it's like a, yeah, it's a really uh, full on time. Is it, uh, as is it weird to put teacher appreciation week right up against Mother's Day? Like in general? Yeah. Does it feel like the time? Like, I don't, I don't know. But I don't know if it always falls right before Mother's Day. It does yes. feel like they make it really difficult for you now. It's like every single day there's something different. And we have kids at two different schools. So I literally had to like write down each day what thing we're doing. Uh-huh. It's like bring a flower, bring a piece of fruit to, for them. Bring a single an, piece of chocolate. Yeah, bring a sweet treat. But Okay. Well, yeah, there's one that's super annoying to us. Oh, hit it. <laughs> hit it. I just I just want to like, there's no PTA at this one school. That's the thing. Yes. Literally no PTA. So it's like bring, we want to throw the, the teachers a, a luncheon. So bring something between 8 and 1030, you know, when nothing's open and just bring like a sandwich or a pizza or a salad. Uh, like Savory what? treats, they said. What now, on earth is happening? Now, remind our listeners who didn't get the voicemail when they called and told everyone about this. Well, it's sent out. It's sent out via text, via email, and via phone. And I think what happened is at the beginning when we registered, we checked all three. 
So we just, or at least I get all three. Okay. Yeah. I think you could choose. Sure. Yeah, you can choose. They could have sent it any way they wanted, but they sent it on Sunday. As uh, yes, in I know. Yes, you're right. The night before Teacher Appreciation Week begins yeah. at like <laughs> five o'clock. Again, when kind of nothing is open. And, oh my God. And also, you're leaving the teachers with like an individual, you know, flower from your garden or whatever. So they're going to get like 24 dandelions on, you know, today. They're going to get like the, the cards are sweet. They're always cute. I, I would imagine that is like the yeah. thrill of the year. You know, I would, you know, like the, all the cards and stuff that it's like really Matt dark. would get for even when <laughs> oh, he was yeah, sick that, and when you're, you know, even just nice. teaching. It's like you could see they're they're just like whatever they are. Like Wu started doing his in pencil. And at first I was like, he's not going to decorate the thing. It's going to just be. And I was like, this is so cute and intricate in his own way Mm -hmm. and it's all from his brain i wasn't telling him what to write or anything like that he just made his little scene for her and i was like this is this is awesome like this is a this is a precious little thing you probably keep these uh i don't know a ton of teachers are going to be really excited about a single piece of candy that they have to receive (laughs) when the kids are going to be losing their minds about letting go of it it's gonna be a toughie the savory luncheon these people are going to get the weirdest grab bag of crap it's very strange it's a very strange uh idea Mm -hmm. and uh yeah the cash everybody just put a dollar in an envelope and call it a day like a real (laughs) just one dollar that's just one dollar from every family everybody be happier i I agree i agree (laughs) thirty dollar lunch you can pick what you want I do want to correct something from last week real quick. I know this is, we're kind of getting in the weeds here, but I I do want to say I do love holidays. I do love holidays and I do love decorating and, and doing all that stuff. Like I, I am and I think that's why it's so frustrating to me sometimes when things get out of control mm-hmm. or really complicated and stupid, like for some reason teacher appreciation week. It wasn't like this when we were kids. Um it's almost like you're trying to do more, but you're actually doing less. That's right. Like, it's an inefficient, it's work smarter, not harder yeah. mentality here. And I do, yeah, I feel like I came off as like really, you know, bah humbug with uh, Valentine's Day and stuff. But it's like, no, it's just missing the point. It's like, this isn't the point. Like, I, I'm all about like, let's have every family just chip in five bucks and like give them a friggin' Target gift card, you know, mm-hmm. like just do it right. Something Don't. they'll be stoked on. And yeah. let the kids do the decorating. Like, I think that's the kind of stuff. Yes. You know, it's like rather than like, let's do a balloon uh, umbrella of or whatever, a balloon rainbow arch for the teachers. It's going to cost, you know. That like, was kind of fun, though. We had to do this. Put all the <laughs> it's not balloons just, on the thing. Not really a random example. No, so much as something that. <laughs> I had to blow up a bunch of balloons, attach them to the thing. That was sweet. Okay, speaking of sweet things, and you're gluing Hershey Kisses in a pattern on a thing that's just like, for everybody's time and effort, I think they would appreciate a hand-drawn note from the kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the cash from the parents, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it can truly... And with the amount, the number of kids in any given classroom, it literally could be as little as a dollar, and it would ha- and it would be a significant little treat on that day, you know. 
Yeah, but if it's five bucks, then it's a nice... No, I'm saying that rules. That's even better. Yeah. Sure. But I'm saying if you're feeling the pinch, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. feeling the totally, squeeze, totally, totally. it's, uh, you know, there's a lot you can do yeah. with, with very little given the yeah. size of these classrooms. But yeah. yeah. I, love, I love that about you, Josh. I love that you're always thinking about uh, that. But I feel like five bucks. Yeah. That's not too much to ask. Um, but anyway. Or be uh, the person who goes and gets it because that shit's worth money too. You know, it's true. Bring that stuff in. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah. That that they don't even have a class mom at at the one school to yeah. organize anything. It's just it's cuckoo. Um. Anyway, I'm sure. Well, hang in there, everybody. Parents, teachers, shout out to teachers. our teachers. We love you. <laughs> just, I wish I by this by the time this episode airs. Teacher Appreciation Week will have come and gone, and I really hope that the teachers feel appreciated and the parents somehow checked all the boxes of everything you're supposed to do now. Um, how are you, Josh? I'm feeling good, too. I've I've had a... I'm really feeling like I've had a productive work time recently, and That's I'm nice. feeling the summer vibes approaching. Today was a beautiful, sunny, clear day and mm. just been... It's been soaking it up. I'm excited. We're gonna have a warm weekend ahead of us, and you know, unlike last weekend, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, fine. The this weekend that we just left for we're recording here on a Monday evening, past our bedtime reminders, and <laughs> we just got back 36 hours ago from a 24 hour night in the snow in the snowy mountains north of Los Angeles. Yes, in a giant lodge that is caked in the smell of bacon grease from a century of pancake breakfasts. Well, that was like literally the worst part about it. Everything else was like pretty great. Oh, it's awesome. I'm even here for that. Like it's a it's an intrusive smell, but it is <laughs> it is emblematic of the place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's better than it smelling musty or anything as these places that you know, may only operate from time to time. Yeah, there was a a, a real lack of must, and that yeah. was great. No visible mouse traps. Feeling good. Ooh, yeah. Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we will we will get into it uh, as we go here because there's a lot to talk about with our parenting <laughs> struggles um, of late. But uh, yeah, it was a. It was a fun weekend. It was a challenging weekend. It was. It and was. it's just been a kind of a challenging time. But stick with us here, creeps, because there's there's uh I feel like a happy a happy ending to this story, at yeah, least where we, coming, yes. Where where we are. So yeah, weather the storm with us. So tonight's movie Evil Dead Rise. From 2023. Oh, yeah. We're keeping it fresh, keeping it hot, keeping it new for you. Keeping it spicy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we went to the movie theater. and We reserved those seats. We may have drank signature cocktails. I forget now. I pounded a signature cocktail <laughs> in the signature cocktail bar because and ordered a beer to bring in the movies with me because I forgot that you could just bring the drinks in with you and order more drinks when you're in there. Yeah. It's it's a it's a bright new day 
in the movie theater scene, mm-hmm. if nowhere else. And we're all unfrozen cave people post-pandemic, still trying to remember the rules sometimes. The rules have all changed. So, you know, the, the players are the same, but the, <laughs> but the game has changed, I think. Um, anyway. <laughs> I love a MacGruber reference. You know that. I appreciate you. Uh, it's all for you. I know. It's all, oh. it's all this is, you know. It's for us. Hey, you have Mother's Day. I get the MacGruber reference, which is more than I could ask for. <laughs> Good. So we can skip Father's Day. That's okay, right. Great. Um, we did. We went out and uh, had such a fantastic time watching this movie. I'm not going to I'm not gonna like hide it here. Yeah, I don't no need see, to bury the lead. Yeah. Like you're going to find out sooner or later that this movie was a friggin' joyride. Yeah. Um, just uh, a, a true, like, like exactly the kind of experience I love to have while watching horror movies. Yep. It's like the feeling that I like. So uh, let me let me tell you what this movie's about. Um, I hope you've seen it, folks, creeps. I really do. So it's a new movie. There's not uh, any of our old friends from IMDb weighing in yet. I'm just going to read the, the new line recap here. Maybe one of them got a job. Wow. You lose the byline, but you gain gainful employment. I don't know what to hope for, because honestly, I don't know what I'll do without Nick Reginus in my life. So, <laughs> A little Nick Reginus <laughs> in my life. Claudio Cavallo. <laughs> That's all I need. Okay. Oh, God. All right. I like Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> It's really just those two. <laughs> Angelo at earthlink.net. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. That tells you nothing. No. So I That's would back of the box kind of business. There. Yeah, it's nothing. So um, let's just say, yes, they're two estranged sisters. Ellie mm-hmm. is the mom. That's right. And Beth is this the aunt, the auntie. That's right. Beth. Beth, and Beth uh, is a guitar technician, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for, cool job. Like, yeah, not a roadie guitar technician and she finds out she's pregnant she goes to her sister in la for help um turns out they haven't talked in a while ellie her husband left town was right leaving her with the three kids what would you say like 18 15 and 10 or something yeah or less maybe like a 15 13 and seven or eight the the dj guy you think is 13 no I, isn't he the oldest one? Oh, no, I, I thought i thought that bridget was the oldest. yeah maybe she's bridget danny oh, and cassie okay sure sure yeah bridget maybe could be yeah 17 something like that. okay so yeah bridget and then danny's in his teens and then cassie's pretty little mm-hmm. nell fisher who played cassie was actually nine when this movie was made that's right i know we had talked about that right after and we will talk about it more on this very podcast. So they 
are in this, they live in this rundown LA apartment. Um, it's actually been condemned. It's been condemned. They um, all have weird accents in this movie because they're all from Australia and New Zealand where this movie was shot. True. But I have to say, oh, now we're like, we're, we're, we're getting off the track a little You're bit right. here, but um, that the LA rundown apartment was so dead on. It was so perf- yeah. perfectly. Uh, I've been I've been to those apartments because a lot of music videos are shot in those kind of places, and I just was really, yeah, I was really enjoying a lot of the LA stuff uh, here, even though it was shot in New Zealand. Um, yeah, they got the they got the vibe right. I didn't sure. really pick up on that. I thought they were doing a pretty good job with. Removing the I don't. Accents. I usually don't notice it, and it was very present. For okay, me, very okay. forward. Um, so it's been condemned. They have to move out, and then the kids go down to get. They go out to get some pizza. They come back, and there's an earthquake. Again, another great LA moment. Classic. It ruptures the basement floor. They're in like the parking garage, and. Danny, our teen DJ, he goes down into this crevice and finds some records, some old records mm-hmm. and some religious artifacts, what it looks like mm-hmm. some arcane a objects, book, a book even. Yes. And uh, brings it all back to the apartment and then, well, bad idea. <laughs> Shouldn't have gone in there, Indy. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of the uh, beginning yeah, of it. I'm, I'm, yeah. There's like a whole like cold open, which is great, and I hope you watch that. I won't say anything about that, like with the cabin and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, where. and um, that's where it starts to happen. Uh, with the the Book of the Dead. That's right. The Necronomicon. Yeah, it's you know it's funny they don't call it that in this. One, I know that's what they call it in the other Evil Dead movies, right? That's but right. they call it the Naturum de Monto. The Naturum de Monto. One of three volumes. Okay, so maybe it's this is just like another book in the series. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Um, that is what it's called in the Evil Dead franchise. Apparently, it is actually called. Uh, this is according to Wikipedia. The Necronomicon makes minor appearances in many films, television shows, and a few video games. Don't worry, only a few video games. And a version of it known as the Necronomicon Ex Mortis is featured as a primary plot point in the Evil Dead film series. The book in the Evil Dead franchise is also called Naturum de Monto. Unlike Lovecraft's original, the Evil Dead version is portrayed as having outright inherent magical properties triggered through incantations. Hmm. Well, Danny plays those incantation incantations and well it gets into to poor Ellie first. Oh man, I just don't believe this. We weren't able to get a lot of audio from the movie. <laughs> but we did capture that. Josh, did this movie scare you? <gasps> oh gosh. It didn't, but I had a fucking blast watching it. Mm. But I wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was gore and it was fun and, and it was had some jump scares mm-hmm. and it had some peril and mm-hmm. all those things, but I did not find it scary. Mm-hmm. No. Did it scare you? 
it didn't. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page as you. I feel like we often talk about like, was I was I scared to turn off the <laughs> lights and go to bed? Yes. No, I was not. But it was very. It was yeah, like I said, it was just like a really uh, fun theater experience where I was grossed out, but I was never covering my eyes. Um, and it was yes. that's the best. It's the best when you can watch the scary stuff the gory bits the gory stuff and i'm like watching it with like glee i'm watching it like yeah what is going to happen oh my god i have to see exactly like how she eats that glass or mm-hmm. gets you know stabbed through the neck cuz it the where pra- is that blood spurting from you yeah. want to know yeah it's it's dead alive it's uh Oh, what's another one that's like that for me? Um, that's just the one that comes to mind. That's the big one for me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I really, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, like I do, I do just love a supernatural horror movie. That's always kind of my my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I wasn't scared, but I was definitely creeped. I was like. I think my enjoyment of it was, you know, overtaking the the creep the creepiness, you know. Yeah. But it was great. It was a fun, gross out movie. Yep, totally love when I can keep my eyes eyes open for the gory bits, and like I think whatever can be lost in digital movie making, this did a good job of capturing some of Mm -hmm. that fun of practical effects and when you are looking at it kind of more like how did they do that you know you're Mm -hmm. thinking more about that than you are um about like the medical disturbing factors yeah yeah it's like you know from the minute that ellie is you know possessed and dies Mm -hmm. and comes back um you know that like they're all fucked like you know yeah. Like you I honestly didn't Okay, so, you know, we're going to we're going to spoil things here. Um I feel like we're going to talk about some details. So if you haven't yeah, seen this movie so. and you don't want anything ruined, I think now would be a good time to Yeah. skip ahead. Um like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, seems good. Sure. Um while we talk about the movie, but Yeah, from the minute yeah, you know that that they're all doomed. But I kind of didn't maybe I I didn't know. I didn't know if like the kids were going to be involved or not. Like I didn't know if they would all survive or not, but then once Bridget gets like infected or whatever, um you're like, "Oh, oh, now is it coming for all three of them?" So it was I think yeah, it was fun yeah. to watch like how that all played out. Um but yeah, did you have like a did you have a favorite or did you have yeah, you could say like a favorite um gore moment or do did you have a something that has like stayed with you? It's the cold open that stayed with me. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. That was wow. my favorite part. And I really? feel like we're not oh. spoiling that. We already earlier said we weren't going to spoil that. So I'll stick with it. But that was my, I thought that was, oh, cool. I thought that was a fun, you know, I thought it was a fun way to set the stage yes, for the movie. Absolutely. That's the one that stuck, that stuck with me the most. 
You're talking about how the friend like gets injured at first. That's right. Ugh, that was a that was a that was a doozy. Yeah, that's one that will stick. That could stick with me for forever. <laughs> oh God! What about you? Um. <laughs> yeah i I really enjoyed the cheese grater moment. Oh my God! Absolutely, <laughs> that was. There's just it was so clever, and I also. Um, yeah, well, there's some other favorite stuff we can talk about as we go here, but that one was really great. And right. just, I was like laughing so hard. Yes. Like, as soon as you see the cheese grater come out, you're like, you're like and we're talking yeah. about like Check the off's I- cheese grater. We're talking about like the Ikea box, like four sided yeah. grater. The box grater on the big side. Mm-hmm. You're going to use for that mozzarella, you know? <laughs> um, so good. That was great. It, and it really was a classic moment and I'm, I'm maybe there's another movie that's done that but it's not not one that i've seen not famously mm-hmm. i felt good use of the space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes exactly like yep. there were there were a couple things like that where i was like oh there's a tattoo needle there's like the the elements of the dj equipment and stuff like this was re- like very clever yeah because like ellie's a tattoo artist and like um and there's just like how the little girl Cassie was like making this doll thing, this Staffy thing, and yeah. like chops off. You see like these giant scissors, and you see them like go under the bed, and you're like, well, those are gonna be fun later. Yeah, you know, definitely. like just these little things, and just how run down the apartment was. It's all you buy it all. Yes, you know. Yes, that is exactly. It, it does feel like it fits. I think there was also a spatula or something that made a deadly appearance at one point mm. that was uh yeah there's just like a few of those things and uh, that I kind of throughout it that were a good way to transfer the evil dead what are now kind of evil dead tropes mm-hmm. to the urban setting yeah and like and the also, home and the home yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like even just okay broken elevator and the stairs don't work it's like how, how are you getting out of here yeah, it's great. It's just sort of it's like, yeah, you, you could also try to run to the road or whatever you think. We're in this cabin in the middle of nowhere, but mm-hmm. it's like you kind of can't. Same thing. They, I think they did a good job of like sealing off the exits. Um, yeah. It's like and if you live in a place that's earthquake prone, like L.A. or New Zealand, <laughs> then you can't, you know, like this all. It all tracks these old, you know, some of these old buildings are completely. But is it set in L.A., right? Set in L.A. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not losing my mind here. No, no. Not in Brisbane. No, I don't know. What's a city in New Zealand? Christchurch. (laughs) There we go. There we go. (laughs) All the tall buildings. I don't picture any tall buildings in New Zealand, but I bet they have some. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what, let's, let's get into the parenting of this beautiful movie um what do you think was the best parenting moment of this film um my favorite parenting moment was the in honor of mother's day was uh the after we find out that there's an absentee father or that Mm, they've mm -hmm. they've broke you know they've parted ways and this was news to beth Mm. that was a way to deliver it we don't hear about him for the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. and i thought that was good I think that that like there's a lot of um uh a lot of separated single parents will or will foist a lot of shit 
on yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the other parent, create a lot of separation that way, um, and a lot of codependence with their kids. And I thought that this, it was good to just be like, yep. And everybody picked up on the signals. Like, we'll talk about this later. That wasn't a big feature of this movie. And mm-hmm. we can fill in the gaps mm-hmm. there, you know, as much as we need to. And at no point, he didn't have to come in and be the savior or be, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Or the kids didn't then turn on the mom and be like, how could you do this? It mm-hmm. was just like, nope, this is the reality we've got. And we're rolling with yeah. it. Yeah. I F- thought that was fair. Yeah. F that guy. He's gone yeah. now. Like, yeah. he's left us in this mess. Mm-hmm. And we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a great. I thought that was a really great writing thing too, as well. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I I think at one point I was like, "Oh, is the dad going to come back?" Right. But then, yeah, it just was gone, and I didn't think about it again. No, and I it's I think it yeah. As far as writing is concerned, is a lot with a little mm-hmm. because a lot of people have an experience with it, whether it's your own parents or your own relationship or yeah. friends and family, whatever. It's like that you certainly know many divorced people Mm -hmm. and so it was uh, yeah i thought it was good to just not waste time rehashing something that we don't we're not going to see or care about yeah you know um yeah what about you what was your best parenting moment well i thought that it was a really great move on ellie's part to maintain a relationship with her sister beth Mm. because in the end, it's what saves one of her babies. Yeah. And just like, even though they were estranged, it's estranged seems like a really strong word. It really seems like Beth was busy on the road. She didn't get back to Ellie, which was rude, but um, maybe a bit of a rudy booty. Yeah. A bit of a house. rude booty. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that stinks. That happens. But like, they still, you know, once they were together, they, got along okay of course there's like some resentment but like beth was clearly in their lives because cassie like knew and loved her you know like yeah they they had a relationship at some point you know even that even if it had been months and yeah even a year yeah it's like clearly yeah beth was like said many times like you know you always help me out you always figure it out you always have the answers i i don't you know like mm-hmm. she clearly leans on her sister but yeah i thought that was a uh, that was great because i'm telling you it's uh definitely one of the best things in my life yeah is uh we love those sisters having my sisters having uh aunt donna here in la with us and just like you know seeing her a lot but mm-hmm. also Aunt Monica from afar, uh, weighing in with the absolute, like r- truly game changing, life saving advice. Mm-hmm. We'll get to some of that later. <laughs> we got Aunt Megan, you know, like having a relationship by extension, keeping, you know, the cousins close. Mm-hmm. And we got Aunt Vic up in, uh, up in Seattle, spending Christmases together. It's huge. Yeah. The kids know the kids know their their aunts. It's really just lovely. I love it. Here yeah. for it. I'm like, am I forgetting an aunt? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pearl, you there? Call us. 
Uh, yeah, we have a, an abundance of aunts and grandparents. Aunts. Lousy with There's aunts lots over of, here. <laughs> and also, you know, our family, which we talked about last episode a bunch, but our family aunties too. Mm-hmm. Very, very good just to have these uh, these women in our lives. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a very good move on her part. Yeah. Yes. Worst parenting moment? Uh, the worst parenting moment to me was not having an earthquake plan. Ooh, maybe, I mean, maybe they had one and they just didn't follow it. Also bad parenting. Also move. bad parenting. Doesn't seem, you got these high school age kids and their young kid. You're in this old ass building and you're in the parking garage. Mm, you know, was, I have such a, maybe, oh yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's top of mind to you, but for me, like, God, all I think about when I'm in parking garages is like, cool, 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 cool. If there's an earthquake right now, like, mm, fun, fun times. Yeah. It would be trouble. It would be a problem. It might I not think. be as bad as I think, though. Because maybe it would be better. Maybe it would be better. It would be great. Maybe it's, maybe it it's going to be, be awesome. <laughs> some, a silver lining to your next quake. Well, just watching them build the apartment building mm-hmm. uh, n- nearby that we've been watching this construction happen, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of steel beams down there. Maybe, That's right. Maybe it's going to be all right. However. As long as it's not jet fuel. My kids know. You know, we have our earthquake meetup place. We have, you know, if we get separated, go across the street. Second thing is, there's a crack in the ground. Don't go in. If you do go in, don't take out artifacts. Mm-hmm. Don't bring them back into the house. Those are the main are the four, main four. points. Yeah. We go over it once a month. We <laughs> review the plan. <laughs> we talk about it. And so I mean, when they're older, we'll watch this movie together. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, they'll see. I assume it's an instructional video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was a weird one. Yeah, They're, yeah. I mean, this family's going through a lot. They are, but that's it. I mean, you know, because it's easy to pick apart uh, the demonic pieces of it, and I, I thought that was a a good one. Mm-hmm. So um, what about you? What was the worst parenting moment in your mind? Something that really stressed me out, because um, we don't get a lot of parenting from Ellie before she... Uh, gets evil deaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that was really stressing me out and is part of her demise really is just like the lackadaisical packing. Like it was so, they had so much to pack up and they had mm. to be out of there like the next day or something. Yeah, Like literally nothing was packed and she was going so slow. And so it was so unorganized. And then she goes down to the basement to like put a, one box of random shit somewhere and right. that's when it gets her which why are you putting more shit in the basement if you're about to leave maybe in their car i think maybe she was going to the car oh but like okay. what is even what are you choosing what, what we'll put were, these shoots in here yeah <laughs> I, I don't know it was stressful to me i i don't know i think about packing and like how it will be such a we haven't moved in a while we haven't moved in like 12 years josh oh no it's gonna be (laughs) crazy i whenever that day comes we'll be i mean i i'm probably gonna go a little uh from the bathtub up to the ceiling like screaming that moment that she has it's like in yeah, the, yeah, it's, in the, yeah. it's in the trailer. It's wonderful. I think about it like most days now, 
of just like she just like flies up to the ceiling and just screams just screams and uh yeah that's probably how i'm gonna feel when we move (laughs) i think so i thought you just were gonna say that you are gonna try to get rid of some stuff i am gonna get rid of a lot of stuff but I feel like it's also going to drive me crazy because I always I will also be very sad and emotional, but also be very happy mm-hmm. to move. So it's going to be a it's going to be weird, and I can see why people try to do this. You know, maybe never in their lives they just buy a house and they live there forever. Yeah. You know, like I get yeah. I get that that I get the appeal. <laughs> And I mean, we've done a great job of it so far. That's true. <laughs> we've we could stayed we here could, for a long time. We could get there, you know. Anyway, yeah. So that that was uh, that was stressful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You could just do a little, you know, get get the kids involved too. You could game they weren't game gamify it. They were not packing. No, I got to be honest. The DJ equipment would be the first thing to pack up. <laughs> just get well, it. Remember, I mean, it's going to be so easy to pack up records. They build boxes just for those. You know? That's exactly. We'll be ready to go on that front. Exactly. So, some things this movie conjured some some parenting experiences mm-hmm. of late. We hinted at it earlier. We we're going through our own naturum demento in our house. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I feel like it's been a little bit of a roller. <laughs> it's a Richard scary book. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel as though it's been a little bit of a roller coaster where we've had like breakthroughs and the first of which uh, was, you know, we had some particular, particularly bad meltdowns from Boo, mm-hmm. um, you know, on school days. And um, it gets pretty out of control. Like he's he's pretty physical and he's yeah. pretty... And he's so verbal and has always been for his whole life. Like, I just remember when he was two, just like speaking so well and so clearly. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that as like a, even a humble brag. I'm just saying it as a thing that I try to remember because we're used to our children. But like, it's not, I feel like, Boo had such a wide vocabulary that you kind of like expect more from him. That's right. Yes, I see what you're saying. And the fact that he's the younger kid. So he's able to express himself, but it's also a curse because he he can express his rage in such a way that is really uh, sad (laughs) to be on the receiving end of it because you're like, "Mm, okay. Yeah, you're saying terrible things to me right now and it's just you expressing yourself which we should celebrate but it's very hard to hear so these like really intense meltdowns and we were i feel like we were just at our wits end although you know looking back it was like we hadn't really done anything proactive about it besides like reacting yeah that's right yeah and but it was just I think it was just the culmination of um, deciding to express it. And like we were at dinner, like we were just having dinner at home when we got back from our weekend. And I was kind of. Oh, you're okay. Am I going there? Well, no, that's fine. You can. I was going to set it up. Yeah, yeah. No, please. That's fine. 
Yeah. And, um, but then Aunt Monica had shared this really, we, I talked to her about it, about like these crazy meltdowns Mm -hmm. and she shared, um, some great articles about restraint collapse, which is something that like we knew, we knew in daycare, we knew this, we knew this in the early days of them, like having to keep it together all day and then like letting out their frustrations on you at home where they feel safe but like you forget it's like you do these things and then you forget like yes we we knew like you like you've been saying we knew about sleep regressions we knew yeah we knew about the fact that like he was gonna drop his nap when he went to tk Mm -hmm. and yet we forgot and just we're like i don't know why he's so upset well and then we're also comparing that to his brother who dropped his nap easily and also likes to stay up a little later and get up earlier. Like he just sleeps less. He just sleeps less. And it's not. We um, just, yeah. There where it is like just two different people functioning differently. And you're thinking like, Oh, he'll probably just drop it naturally or he'll signal to us that he needs it. He was doing that by falling asleep sometimes at five 30 PM, just putting himself essentially to bed fully clothed. And, and just like we realized, like, okay, we gotta, we gotta push your bedtime up here. Yeah, you know, an hour. Yeah, that was it. We were like, oh, we'll push your bedtime up, and then it was like a little better. But then it was like still having these meltdowns, mm-hmm. and then um, Monica sending us the restraint collapse articles, which we were like, oh, right, like yes. everything. And you know, I will put a link to it. But like, if you're having this too, creeps out there, where your kid comes home and just like is an absolute nightmare for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or really sad that was something that the article sad. points out is mm-hmm. that sometimes they're just they're a mess in one way or another yeah but, just not know, themselves yeah, yeah, who yeah you know them to be because mm-hmm. this really is like Jekyll and Hyde right yeah it just talks about like having some chill out time after school where like you're just decompressing with them your undivided attention or even just like quiet you know like on the ride home from school like not getting into big conversations mm-hmm. Which we, I don't know, sometimes we just do naturally again because he's always wanting to have kind of like big yeah. conversations. Um, well, that's it. Or if he's going to talk, let him talk, you know, just mm-hmm. like let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Put on music or not put on music. Give, them, them, give them food. Don't, giving them food. Don't ask if they're hungry. Just give food because mm-hmm. they need to replenish that too. That was huge where we were like, right. I remember that when they were like when they were little being like, don't ask if they're hungry, just put out the snack. And you're like, right. Right. Of course. They don't know. And they're and also like you're getting worried about like, well, I don't want to ruin dinner, which they don't eat half the time anyway. So like, what's the risk here if like, yeah, you're going to give them something and then they're not a total a-hole for the rest of the night and instead are like, yeah, feeling fine or then usually eat dinner. My thing, I don't think we've ever actually talked about this, but my thing is like if it's within 30 minutes of dinner, like that's mm-hmm. my, that's, that's, your cutoff. that's my cutoff. But anything before that, I'm like, sure, have a banana. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Because we're not dealing with like eating. There's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who can't do that because of certain eating things. But like for us, like you said, it's... <laughs> so hit or miss and mm-hmm. a lot another part of this frustration is cooking for the kids um i really love the scene in evil dead rise where she comes in and starts cooking the eggs on the cast iron skillet it was just it felt so relatable very real 
very, very real. I I feel like we're very proudly um, people who love our cast iron skills so much that we can cook. We can fry eggs on them. Yeah. We can fry eggs on it and it's not an issue. It's like that nonstick. It's that. And that's <clears throat> seasoned. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, <laughs> it's just like there were so many moments in this movie where it was just like, yep. Yeah, not doesn't even I don't need to be possessed. That's just uh-huh. how I feel. It's just how it feels to be a mom. Like just Yeah, actually, and that's something with this movie. There's some reviews and things that I read that were like this didn't show much of the decay of the family unit or something. I was like, I don't think it was trying to. Like I don't think it was trying to be that movie no. at all. It was it was using the device in the same way that the earlier ones uh, use a device of friends and mm-hmm. people who are dating or flirting with each other as a you know as the setup right, and it's right. Like, no and this one's a family that lives in an apartment building like it's granted it's like the barbie condemned downtown la hotel or whatever right. where like there's beautiful people behind every door but it is a uh <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> not the point that it's not supposed to be a giant metaphor it's not hereditary or something it's not supposed to be this metaphor for the family unit it's just like but that and then that's why it's like those specifics um you know they maybe hit a little different when you're just like yeah that's an accurate one yeah or even just like the siblings siblings fighting it's Mm -hmm. like yeah that's it it doesn't have to be uh yeah like a metaphor it just it is just is what it is. It's what it is, and you're just amplifying it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, yeah, there's nothing. There's no subtext. It's just right yeah. there. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And this but, first, the restraint collapse bit has been. It's really been illuminating. The I, yeah, the snack one, and I'm both of those points that you brought up have really. I think they they will be game changers, and I think that mm-hmm. the thing, if I can talk about the last 24 hours here yeah and with the just with the restraint collapse thing like in that article it's like well she sent me a couple things but when i was just reading um that i'll post that i thought was really helpful was just like it's probably not going to stop they're still going to need to do it Mm -hmm. but you just need to like have your kind of your bag of tricks ready and you know kind of like just saying you know that you're there for them and just staying with them and being there for them and letting it pass and you know for us it's a challenge because yeah there's a lot of like i said he's really physical and then he's like you're hurting me oh when you're just trying to stop him from hitting you um but another thing was like after it's all passed then you kind of revisit it and say like i still love you even when that happens like you Mm. know good kid going through a tough time kind of thing but yeah so um we we went on our navigators uh scouts trip this weekend up yes. to the mountains up to the snow with a bunch of families that are com- at completely different stages in their journey as yeah. parents and yeah like we we had like some of the older kids in the group and also siblings who fight yeah and there were but yeah no one as carol was quick to point out nobody who had two brothers who were about two years apart Mm -hmm. you know there there were some sets of siblings some of them much younger 
one older but with a younger sibling who's a sister, you know. I think where the, the dynamics are inherent. Carol's point being that the dynamics are inherently different, that don't match up. But of course, I couldn't help but think for parts of the overnight, even though we did have a great time, that like we were messing up somehow because like our kids were the ones, both of them in their own ways, like going off, you know, like having moments, having, you know, whether it's a screaming, fine, I will, you know, like that thing from Mm -hmm. Woo. Or the full-on tantrum and the hitting from Boo, and oh, did that happen? I missed that a little bit, but not okay. you know not too much because there was enough excitement going mm-hmm. on. It was just like a tough, and then in the car on the way back, and then as soon as we got back, there was more of that stuff. But again, that's that transitional time, which I can recognize in hindsight a little bit easier. But we've started doing this thing at dinner time, which has also been really helpful, which is good, bad, funny. We go around the table and everybody says something about their day that was good, bad, funny. If you, yeah. One of each, not all three. Shout out to like totally mommy, I think is where I learned about that. And I know, um, I don't know if they got it from somewhere, but uh, yeah, learned it from mm-hmm. another podcast. <laughs> and it's that. really, uh, yeah, like you said, it's been really great because it's how we've learned about certain situations like if you need help getting your kids to talk to you about their day, mm-hmm. it's a, and it's it's helpful for us to like we're trying to teach the kids how to like take turns talking. It can be really difficult for them to stop talking. Yeah. We're still learning and, and how to listen to each other. Yeah, how to listen us. to each other and us and it's yeah, it's really difficult sometimes. But in general, yeah, it's been a great thing. I'm glad we're we're going to keep going even though my knee-jerk reaction when these things go south and I need to work on this, but like a lot of times we'll be like, maybe we just shouldn't do this. Like, you know, right. and yeah. that's, I, I realized like that's so, that is just so unhelpful where, where I'm like saying it out loud in the moment of like, you know, if Wu's not, if Wu's, yeah, if Wu's not like doing something that, yeah, like if he, if he's, when he was getting really frustrated with piano, I'm like, we don't have to do piano. You know, and he's like, no, I want to. I'm like, whoa, okay. But I don't need to yeah. say it. It doesn't have to be like all or nothing, you know? And I think that that is, can be contributing to why the kids get so, yeah, like intense. Yeah. And I used my bad, uh, which I did first, <laughs> to say God, this was that there so was a lot painful. of yelling. And I said it just like I'm saying it now. I was like, I, I didn't, it didn't feel good that there was so much you know, yelling and, and fighting and I'm, and just tried to say it that way and just like leave it at that. But then, uh, it didn't obviously work. And then it just kind of, well, no, for right when you said that, yeah. we was like, are we having dessert? And like talked right over yes. you. And I was like, well, I was like, Whoa, that w- I was like, Oh, that was rude. Like, and I never say stuff like that to him. Like I never like call it out, but I I did, and he just like exploded at mm-hmm. me. And then Boo said so- or Wu said something else, and then and then I think that is also when then you said like we don't have to do this, or maybe we shouldn't <laughs> do this or something. So at that point, it was just like the it car spiraled. was off the rails. It, it spiraled, spiraled hard. Hard. I also was just like getting really stressed out, and like I don't like feeling stressed out. When I eat, it 
I just, I don't know, there's a family history of like digestive issues and I can feel myself like getting stressed out. And I was just like, I just, I, I got too reactive about it. You know, I was just like, I can't, I can't eat like this kind of thing. And like, yes. And, uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was bad. And I feel like, you know, as a family, you have those dark, those dark times. And uh-huh. when you come out of it, it's, uh, like I feel, I feel like I learned a lot from that <laughs> dinner. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause then we're, of course, I think we both spent, it was like the long dark night of questioning your parenting for that night. And then the next day being today at the kids were pretty fucking great all day yeah and from wake up to bedtime truly we did good bad funny oh we had talked the night before maybe it was even early this morning i don't remember but you had brought up wanting to have those like uh wanting to positively reinforce when boo is able to get himself like to go any amount of time without flying off the handle and really like recognizing and measuring those things for him mm-hmm. and and rewarding them when we can and we hadn't talked to him about it and tonight we're sitting at the table and his good was that he didn't get upset when we turned the TV off and which we didn't even talk about at the time. No, I don't. No, no. I mean, like when we turn right. the TV, when I turn the TV off, like I did what I usually do, like say, okay, this is the last episode. Like, let's go do this other thing. Like, have something like teed up that mm-hmm. we're gonna do. But he wasn't like, see, mom. Like, I didn't get upset. You know, like it right. was just so. It was so surprising and so like, oh, honey, like you're actually thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it, and like. Wu had his about like I mean talking about school, but I picked him up after school. I picked him up later than I normally do, and he was just in such a good mood right from there. It was just like it's just to me the reminder of the whole thing was still oh, and Boo also then had a hard time going to bed. So that point that you alluded to earlier, my sleep regression theory, mm. which is. Uh, to sidebar is that kids have keep having sleep regressions but we just don't pay as close attention to them as we do when they're little Mm -hmm. and so like to the parents who are having trouble getting their kids to fall asleep in their own beds or fall asleep without you in the room or go to bed at a reasonable hour so they can get up in time it's just like these are sleep regressions just like when they're babies. So you've got to figure out what that pattern of like, mm-hmm. how can we ease our way, kind of wean you back into your normal sleep pattern so mm-hmm. you feel, so they can feel like they can put themselves to sleep because that's what they're losing. And so even tonight though, everything's going well and Boo comes back out and says, I don't want to go to sleep and whatever. But like we figured out a way to get him back to sleep and still like in a timely manner. And it's just a reminder that like all this stuff is in flux all the time. And it was like exactly what I needed in short order, you know, mm-hmm. from yesterday to today mm-hmm. to just be like, this shit can be like a wild pendulum. And it's not great either. You don't want to be in this place where you're stressed out about dinner or you're stressed out about bedtime or you're stressed out about mm-hmm. after school or what, you know, like whatever those kind of triggers are. 
you know, cause there is some, the whiplash of it is also, that's not good, but just reminding yourself of like, we're going to get there. It's just going to take these yeah. like steps and kind of having the tools in place. It's so hard to do, but um, yeah, it was like, it was like a, a perfect day weirdly in so many of those little ways. Yeah. I talked to my friend Jamie today and she, I was just venting about it and she's like, yeah, parenting is hard when you care, you know? Mm. And obviously all parents care about their children. I think that we're particularly hard on ourselves about our parenting like yeah. tactics. And that's of course why we're doing this podcast and why it's so um, fun for us because we get to talk about it and hopefully it helps other people talk about it more too. Cause I think that's the other thing is like, everybody's going through these things and not just not talking about it yeah. in detail at, or like, you know, I fully think that like any other parent at the scout trip this weekend, like didn't even notice our kids behaving that way. Or like, no. we're just so focused on their own kids being the, themselves, you know, like they're trading, seeking us out to trade phone numbers. They have playdates. Yeah. So no, like nobody's, there was no issue. Yeah, nobody was like, still... oh, those kids are like not well behaved. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And even if they hadn't been like, who cares? But like, I think what happened like last night with like the, yeah, the wild pendulum, pendulum shows that you're saying is like when we kind of spiral, like, ah, are we like doing this right? Kind yeah. of question. Then that like, you know, I just kind of shut down or I'm like, I can't, I can't even like really think about this because mm-hmm. it's, it's too much. And I also know that like, I know that the way that we parent is great. And I know that like, if we stay the course, like it's the right way, you know, like I yeah. think that like these, yeah, I respectful parenting is really the only way to say it of, but just like, I think it's more even just, um, I don't know, like a, 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 an informed child psychology approach where we're just like, you know, give me the, give me the research, give me the, yeah. give me the name for, yeah, restraint collapse, give it to me so I can read this article about it and like, okay, yeah. like I'm, I'm here for the, I'm here for the current thinking about this and I want to implement it like immediately. Right. You know, developmentally um, appropriate parenting <clears throat> with grace. Yeah. With <laughs> like, grace and like kindness. Yeah. Um, to yourself most of all because i feel like that was like i definitely still had like my last night before bed thinking about how i'm a bad parent you know oh, so gosh. it's oh. like those kinds of things you're just like oh yeah i'm not good at this and it is oh my god it's Josh. just it's, it's just, hard you know there are those times it's crazy though because i say that kind of stuff to you all the time how bad of a dad i am yeah <laughs> it's great that you're finally hearing me yeah um oh, that was you saying no that. but i say i say i voice that like oh i'm just like fucking this up kind yeah. of thing but it's so it's so wild to hear you say it because it's just like absurd yeah it's absurd to hear you say it and i'm sure that's how it yeah. feels that's how it feels when i say it right <laughs> times two it's crazy <laughs> If you're just like silence, <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 no. I'm such a such a great dad, not a bad dad for sure. The day I should have known it would be a great day because on the way to bring Wu to school, mm-hmm. we were driving behind a hearse, and the license plate of the hearse said "Very Rude." <laughs> 
Yeah. That's great. Did he love that? He loved it. Oh, Fucking loved it. Man. It was incredible. Um, VRH, the very rude hearse. The very rude hearse. <laughs> He's so into acronyms right now. Um, oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah. Don't ever laugh when a hearse goes by. No. Yeah, don't ever laugh when, I laugh when a hearse goes by. And it's, I can't remember who said it in this movie, but I wrote down the quote, don't turn on each other ever. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sweet, and yet, mm. unfortunately, they did many, yeah. many of them. Yeah, but that's to. what happens. Force two. Yeah, should we rate this? Rate this thing. I think we should. I think park we this should. hearse. <laughs> let's put it into. Let's put it into high gear. Whoa! Let's rate it. Is that really it? I guess it is. Ugh, that was a lot. Thanks for thanks for hanging in there with us in our wild pendulum swing of a movie yeah. <laughs> of a of a of an episode. All right, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, how many side braids do you give this movie? <laughs> how many side braids do you have? Are we talking cornrows. How many? I'm talking about a single side raid. I know, but how many am I raiding okay, it off? Okay, okay. Um, out of 10. Out of 10. Um, I'll give it a... I'll give it a... I think a 7 or 8 out of 10. My God! You are such a stingy... No. Daddy. Say, Stingy. I'll round it up to an 8. An 8 out of 10. What more do you want out of a movie? I don't know. Wow. That might be it. I like to reserve my highest rating sometimes. Wow. But I really enjoyed this. Thought it was fun. I'd go see another one. I'll go see this director's additional movies. Shout out to being one of the chosen few who gets to just like make a ripping, like high budget genre movie. Yeah, after making like a one other movie. Handpicked by Sam Raimi to do so. I think it just must come down to like total fan boy you are. Maybe. I yeah. do want to say one thing about this director because I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. We had talked about about little Cassie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yes. how young she was. And something that bothered me in the movie was like, Especially coming off of such films, you know, in our our Mummy and Dead canon, like The Innocence, mm-hmm. where, you know, these kids are doing really fucked up stuff, but, like, they're shielded from most of the movie and most of the violence and how, like, we talked about how they didn't even go to the see the movie. And I don't know if Nell Fisher, the actor who played Cassie, actually saw the movie. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Um, but... I was concerned for her because there were many times where I was like, she's really in that scene watching this happen. Like there's no way they faked that or this is not green screen or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then at the end that Mm -hmm. elevator is filling up and yeah, and she's in it and it's happening. So I, you know, even if all the other things had somehow been manufactured i was like that's that's legitimately happening right now so anyway i read an interview with lee cronin about working with such a young actor and um he basically said that like you know he found her and cast her because she was so great and you know that was first 
first and foremost, but that um, to get her used to all the gore, they would like play with all the special effects, like all the fake throw up and all the blood and everything. And like, Mm. you know, really letting her know that it's completely fake and pretend still. I feel like once it all comes together, like it's pretty intense. Um, But then like in the article, he's like talking about how Nell's father wanted to be an actor before he became like an environmental lawyer and he's like a big evil dead fan oh wow so i'm like okay so i don't know i just feel like that's almost like a count against it where it's like your dad clearly just like wanted you to do this right no matter what no matter how what what the cost really i mean i'm sure it was a safe environment and you know everybody seemed to be very um open about talking about this like i don't think there was any messed up stuff happening on this set Mm -hmm. by any means but i also feel like if it were me and we were boo were like up for this role would i be able to i don't know just i'm not sure yeah it's a really hard thing to think about it is it's really hard yeah something we've talked about on the show before um i i wish if i could find the the tweet thread i'll share it for sure but a tv writer showrunner on twitter was talking about why she loves abbott elementary so much Mm -hmm. and it's because of the uh, of how little attention they give to the children in the school Mm -hmm. how and because she really sees a lot of like child acting as exploitive Exploitive is the word i was trying to i I couldn't think of something other than abuse for a second but exploitive being the word because you know taking advantage of their yeah their you know just their constant lack of agency because they can't know what they don't know Mm -hmm. and um you're putting them in situations 99 times out of 100 that they have no real life experience with that may be confusing or counter to their mm-hmm. actual lived or day-to-day experience and how on a show like that, it's like the kids are wallpaper. They're just like every mm-hmm. once in a while they come in, but they do a thing a kid does, you know, they mm-hmm. hand the teacher a note or whatever, you know, they do, they're doing a silly dance. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not then, um, they're on a field trip. It's like mm-hmm. what you do in school. It's yeah. not, um, more than that. And I think, it made me think about child actors. Obviously, we talk about them every single month on the show. But yeah, it changed the way I, I look at them. And I was thinking the exact same stuff watching this movie. I And we didn't, you know, we were watching it in a theater. It wasn't like, can you believe she's in there? You know, it was really like we were both having this thought separately. And it was really, yeah, it was strange to, to watch it happen. I hadn't had that sensation before. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was. It was visceral. And yeah, like you said, it was very clear that there were so many scenes that she was actually in. What do you how would you, what do you rate this movie? I how do many? just want to oh, say, okay. <laughs> just want to respond to what you said. Um, but like to sure, it's all fake, and then to have her actually be such a good actor and be so terrified in some of the scenes and mm-hmm. so like horrified and disgusted, um, you know, and like eventually she comes to terms with the fact that like that's not her mom like it's a monster and um it's all very realistic but there's this part like after they come out of the elevator and she's just like shaking basically and she's like am i dead and it's like that's such a great line and it's such a great like 
you know, line from her perspective, but it's like, yeah, you couldn't help but feel like, geez, man, like that's, that's really dark. Like that's really, really dark. Um, so yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree that it was, Mm -hmm. it was, um, it was, uh, it was a little bit confusing, but Mm -hmm. I hope you're right, Nell. Hope you're doing all right. That's my uh, news. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not as good as yours, but I don't know. No, 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 no. That's bad. That's bad. That's real bad. Uh, um, okay. How many side braids do you give this movie? 10 out of 10. Boom, fantastic. It was fantastic. Mm. It was a, such a fun movie to see in a theater. The sound design was incredible. The effects were amazing. So many practical effects. Every, like, every setup, knockdown, so good so many surprising things love the end love the chainsaw love the wood chipper whatever the hell that was was that a wood chipper what it was doing in the parking garage of a urban apartment building we'll never know but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it was so good it was apparently there was uh uh 17,000 gallons of blood used wow 17,000 no i'm sorry 1700 that's still a lot still a Um, lot of blood and uh yeah, loved Beth. I I really yeah, I really loved all the um the little like solves they had and you know, it was just so funny and fun and yeah, absurd. Just like laughing the whole time. It was so it was so fun. Ten out of ten. Blast. Great. Love it. Highly relatable as a mother. I I, I hashtag relatable content. Yeah. Relatable relatable mummy content. How many, um, <laughs> how many nightclub bathroom pregnancy tests oh. do you give the kids in this movie? The beginning of, out of it all. Out of five. Out of five, the kids. Five, five out of five. They're so good. I loved. Uh, I loved it when they turned, especially Bridget. Like when uh-huh. they turned into monsters, it was so good. Um, even the kids in the hallway, like the other, there are some other like younger people, right? There's a, a teenager. Well, there's certainly the one that leaves at the end of the movie. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the people in the in the bookend story, mm-hmm. really great. Yeah, five out of five uh, nightclub pregnancy tests. <clears throat> How many for you? I also give them five. Ah. I thought they were great. They were really good. Um, and nothing really, nothing else to really add. Can I share a piece of trivia that yeah. I learned? First piece of trivia. Do you know that Bruce Campbell is in this movie? Did you see this? I saw it and now I forget. What? Where is he? He is the voice on the phonograph records that oh. he finds in in there. It says he's the voice of an unnamed character who forewarns the priest to the dangers of the demon resurrection ritual, shouting, it's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. Nice. And this is a cool fact. The director, what was his name? Lee Cronin. Lee Cronin said that he did it. He had 
Bruce Campbell do the voice intentionally, that he considers that to be a time-displaced Ash. Ooh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. Cool thing. Oh, it makes me just want to rewatch all of it. I never watched the series. Yeah. 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 The I TV show. That. No, yeah. I watched a couple episodes of it actually. Somehow it was. Yeah. Yeah. To. Oh, Cabin in the Woods was the other movie. Cabin in the Woods and Drag Me to Hell are two of the other movies that sure. I loved watching all the gore in. So I said Dead Alive, but. Um, yeah, if you enjoy this kind of thing, man, I recommend those three films. Drag Me to Hell was so fun, yeah, but, but kind of scary. I remember that one being like a little scary, but really fun in yeah. the same vein, though. Cabin in the Woods and uh, and Drag Me to Hell it makes sense because I feel like even the poster for that obviously is a Sam Raimi <clears> movie, <throat> but even the poster was like the sim was a callback to Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. It's all, yeah, it's a it's he's he's cool. It's, I you always wish he did more wow. horror movies. You oh know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods was so fun. Um, love a fun horror movie. Now, well, Sam Raimi is allowed to do whatever creepy stuff he wants to do. Mm. We beg and we plead with each of you. Mm. Don't be a creep. Get in touch. You can email us at mummyxdeddy at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mummyxdeddypod. You can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeddy.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is the friend you go on a weekend away with to a cabin and never return. <laughs> Bye! Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>A little of it, Monica's good advice. A little big vagina's king for life. A little bit of twisted hollow 16. One time a guy named FLC. A little use of biscuit, right? Some. A little piece of netmyspring.com. A shit ton of Claudio, he's my man. Anonymous might be an NXT stand. Wow!